Welcome to the Next Level Facebook Ads Podcast with Phil Graham and Sam Carlson. We help you master Facebook ads and give you an edge over your competition. If you want to be part of a movement that is taking digital marketers to new heights, this is for you. Let's go. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Next Level Facebook Ads Podcast, episode 106. Today, I'm your host. My name is Sam Carlson. Nice to be back, everybody. I'm here with my good buddy, Phil Graham. What's up, everybody? And welcome back, my friend. Dude, it's good to be back. Hey, uh, thanks for covering for me for uh, for covering for me last week. I was traveling down to uh, Dallas, Texas. Amazing place. I love Dallas, Texas, and uh, could not make it logistically work out. So I appreciate you covering me on the show, man. Yeah, no problem. I am glad you are back. Yeah, dude, it's good to be back. I tell you what, though. Um, it's nice to travel and it's nice to do all that kind of stuff, but man, I got to tell you, I do not like getting out of routine. I do not like even missing that one week. I felt like in a funk, I've been in a funk all week, which is why today, man, I cannot be happier to be doing this with you, bro. I just got to say that right now. I mean, from the bottom of my heart, man. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you're back too, bro. And we're going to, come out with a good episode today too because we're going to talk about something we haven't really talked that much about on our over two years of doing this podcast and and that is advertising for brick and mortar versus e-commerce those are two very different things and so we're going to talk about some of those differences and how you can you know successfully do it for either one on this particular show yeah it's going to be a lot of fun and uh you know, it's interesting because I spent a lot of time in in the brick and mortar space. Um, and whenever you listen to podcasts, take courses, read, you know, whatever it is, most of the time they're geared towards really big companies like e-commerce stuff where you have the yep. ability to go across the entire country. Um, but I think a lot of people are trying to help local businesses or help their own business at a local level. So we're going to kind of peel apart the differences between the two. So before we do that, however, you guys, we want to tell you about a quick little offer we do have for you. A lot of times, I mean, we ran this podcast for a very long time and we didn't really offer much by way of, you know, you know, products and things like that. We've had a lot of people reach out to us saying, Hey, do you have a course you sell? And, you know, we gave away our, our free fundamentals course for about a year. Is that right? Yeah, at least. Yeah. Yeah. So we gave it away for about a year. And in that time, we were actually going through and kind of planning what would be the best thing for people if they're trying to take their, uh, their ads to the next level, what would be the best thing? What would they need? And what we actually did was if you guys go to elitemarketer.org, you'll see a page that describes that shows you kind of what we did. Okay. I'm going to describe it right now. So we taught for about a year and a half a mastermind and it was called the elite marketer mastermind. And every week we taught for about an hour between, um, Facebook strategies, tactics, screen shares, uh, keynote slides, like deep dive into campaigns, ads, all that kind of stuff. And every single week we would come in and we'd show what we were really doing in our agency. So people could see okay, it's great in theory, but how does this work in real life? Right. And so we were basically, you know, 
pulling back the curtain saying, here's what we're doing. Here's how it works. Okay. And there was a lot of content. Like I said, it was a year and a half. And so Phil and I, right around episode 80 something, we said, you know, what if we went through all that um, content that we provided in the mastermind and just provided the very best, meatiest, best lessons and content in there possible and made it available for people to buy. Okay. So that's what we did. And it took us a long time. (laughs) (laughs) I think we were trying to be able to launch that and have it available by episode 100. Uh, It didn't really actually become available until about 103 or so. Uh, But you know, that's just the nature of the beast when it takes, when you got a lot of content to come through, sometimes that's what happens. So anyway, if you want to check it out, if you want to take your, your Facebook ads to the next level, go to EliteMarketer.org. Check it out and you'll see what it's all about. We've got the different modules on there. We've got a description of what, it, what each is all about. And it's really great because, again, they're videos. Uh, some of them have slides. Some of them have screen shares. Some of them have what we call hot seats. And hot seats were awesome because we would actually jump into ads manager and like say, okay, here's the problems. Here's how you fix them. This is why this happened. This is what you need to know next time. And really beneficial to, to the uh, people that were in the mastermind and you guys are going to absolutely love it. Don't forget elitemarketer.org. Yeah. Check it out. I mean, 300 bucks is insane. It should be, you know, there's over 7,000 worth of value there. So yeah, you, we and, actually put pen to paper and figured that out, didn't we? It was over seven thousand yeah. bucks in in uh, content there. If you can't get thousands of dollars in value from that, you shouldn't be in business. Like, there's definitely amazing stuff. <laughs> yeah, so if right. you're interested in, in right. uh, doing ads better, you're crazy if you don't jump on that. That's all I'm saying. That's right. Let's jump into this, man. All right, you guys, we're going to talk about brick and mortar versus e-commerce. You know, I've got clients from both. I have you know global e-commerce clients, and I have local. Rick and mortar clients and also, you know, coach and consultant clients too. And everybody in between literally, but uh, there's a big mistake that I see most entrepreneurs and businesses making, and they're kind of like advertising the same way for all situations. So if, if we use the football analogy, it's like if you ran the same play, no matter what the score was, no matter who you were playing, where you were on the field, you just always kept running the exact same plays all the time. That's not how it would work. That's not how you would win. You know, you're going to run plays based off of certain situations. And it's the same thing in Facebook. When you're dealing with a brick and mortar, for example, if you are like trying to go for a quick sale and not build a relationship and, you know, do things that some of the e-commerce people can do, you are setting yourself up for a huge potential failure. And right. so we're going to talk about that today. We'll, let's talk about both brick and mortar and e-commerce and what we recommend for, for each and why. Yeah. So I think what I kind of like to do is I spend a lot of my time in the, in the brick and mortar space, right? And like you said, um, it's the egregious mistake that people make in that space is going straight for the sale. Yeah. Okay? And it, we're commonly, you know, in that space, it, seems like most of the businesses that I'm dealing with are service related businesses, whether that's chiropractors, dentists, orthodontists, plastic surgeons, uh, real estate agents, loan officers. I mean, attorneys, the list goes on and on. Right. Um, 
it's really easy. Let's say it's really easy if you're a real estate agent. What do they want? They want people to either buy a home with them or people to sell a home with them. And so they naturally kind of go to, hey, you know, uh, just I'll reduce my commission or here's, a kind of, here's this kind of offer. Here's a problem with that. In episode one on this podcast, and I don't know how many times I have rep, uh, referenced episode one of this podcast. It's not <laughs> it was a good one. <laughs> in, into the dozens of times. But we talk about Phil's uh, analogy of going up to, you know, somebody of the opposite sex at a bar and saying, hey, how about we go back to my place? Right. And, um, the problem with that is, is I'm, that would work for some people sometimes, but by and large, that is not how it is done. That is not how real long lasting relationships, or in this case, businesses are formed. Okay. So you can't treat it like a one night stand. You got to really go in and think strategically and go with that value first approach. Um, in my agency, we have something we call the brand response formula, right? So branding that gets response. That's basically the crux of it. Okay. And really what we're trying to do is we're trying to like build up, you know, get a message to our target audience that gives them value and also kind of makes us more relatable. And after we've done that for a period of time, then we can start making offers to the people that engage. Right. I mean, if I were to simplify it as much as possible, that's about it. Right. So when it comes to like thinking about getting sales, instead of closing a sale, I always say it's more like we're trying to advance the sale. Right. We're trying yeah. to move it from, hey, you don't know me. Now you know me. How about we open up? How about we have a conversation? How about we advance the relationship? Right. And it, instead of, hey, how about you buy from me, but you don't know me, right? Makes sense? Absolutely, yep. People do that all the time. Yeah, I mean, they, I, I understand that you want to make commissions. I get it. You know, you, ne you need commissions to pay your mortgage, to do the whole thing. I get that. But that's not how it's done. You, don't, it, you, you basically don't try and, and hack the human experience, right? If you, if you wouldn't make friends or build relationships in a certain way, don't do that online. Here's the other thing that I find a little interesting. The objectives that you use on uh, when you're launching your ads, they're pretty easy to choose when you think in terms of, hey, what am I trying to do? If I'm trying to build a relationship, okay, well, maybe I should choose maybe some engagement campaigns or maybe I'll do some video view campaigns because then people will see any type of cool videos that I produce, right? It's pretty simple. Like when you start out that way, then you're like, hey, you know, I have an offer. I wonder what I would do for that. Well, let's get people to see it. So let's do a traffic objective, right? And, you know, so, so even when you get down to the nuts and bolts, like the tactical part of it, it's not as complicated as people make it, but it does obviously require testing. But just don't like reverse engineer the human experience on a local level and you're kind of ahead of the game because instead of thinking that it's some type of like magic wand that people wave around, it's not. It's just like building layer upon layer and doing things the right way. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when we work with brick and mortar, we've got this special formula that we follow that works really well 
And it's all about getting their attention first, building up some trust, showing your expertise, and then from there, following up correctly in a smart way. And I thought of another analogy that I haven't really mentioned before on here, except maybe last week. I can't remember if I did last <laughs> week, or not, but uh, it's new. It's pretty new. And this to me is perfect. Uh, I had a client call like two weeks ago where I used this because that's, they were a new client and they were doing this and um, I just kind of popped out. I just like said it and I was like, oh, that was good. I need to write that down. I'm going to use that again. So um, in this client call, they did what many people do. They focused on just one interaction. All they measured, all they cared about was when somebody saw their ad the first time, did they buy? And they didn't do any follow up. Now, hence, this was before they were my client. <laughs> right. If they're my client, we're following up. But anyway, they are now. Uh, but anyway, they were only looking at the first, if somebody saw their ad and they didn't immediately buy, then they considered that a failure. And they would keep changing their ad and doing these things, only looking at the initial ad. So what that was like, I thought it was a perfect analogy. It's another dating analogy. I'm trying not to do as many sports ones. I'm trying to mix it up. But what that is doing is if you're at the party and you see somebody that's attractive and you talk to them, and let's say you get their phone number, all right? But that's it. She gives you her phone number or he, he or she, whatever. I was, I was, you kind of even left me on, on the, uh, on the uh, hook there. I'm thinking, okay, then what? What happened then? <laughs> You're right. You didn't Your follow up, number, man. But that's it. She's like, you know, I barely know you, but I'll give you my phone number <laughs> and my Instagram. You know, she gives you all that or he, whatever, like I said. And then it's the equivalent to that, but then you never call her because like she didn't do anything with you on the first night or he, again, he, she, it, whatever, you know, you guys know what I mean. Right. We're not political here. Uh, whoever it is. So it's like getting that phone number, but then never calling again, like never even calling the phone number. Yeah. That's because exactly. you're mad. Cause you all you got was the phone number the first night. Like how dumb would that be? If you were really interested in that person, you would call a couple days later. Now, that's like following up in the Facebook ad world, but there's smart ways to do it. What you wouldn't want to do is call three minutes after you got home that night, right? Right. I just met you like 12 minutes ago. And I'm calling you now and start calling every five minutes for the next five days. You wouldn't do that's that. An, that's an interesting uh, parallel. I never thought of that, but that's right. Funny. Yeah, because like there's, there's a right way to follow up and a wrong way to follow up. And no, and a way to not follow up. And most people are either not following up or they're doing it the wrong way. They're either bombarding them with stuff or they're not doing it all. Usually they're not really doing it at all. So yeah. if you follow up smart, all right, what you're going to do, another thing too, let's stick with the same analogy. Whatever you talk to that person about at that party or wherever you met them, you found some common ground of interest probably. When you follow up, you're probably going to mention that. Hey, you know, you said you like this. Tell me more about it. Or you said you're a, a chiropractor. Tell me about it. Right? You would kind of start with that when you follow up with them in the conversation. You could also do that with the Facebook ad. So whatever, if you're doing, you know, ads that are segmented, which you should be doing, whatever got somebody interested enough to click or watch a top of the funnel ad of yours right. is a great place to start 
for the retargeting ad, you know, right. like start there and then you can move them to the, whatever the next step is. Right. It doesn't mean you even go straight for the sale on the follow-up ad. Although in some situations you can, like there's a lot of variables. So right. I just kind of want to throw out that new analogy. I like it actually. That's I pretty think good. It's, yeah. I think it's really, um, I mean, I think most people will be able to get it and it'll make sense. Most people are just going and getting the phone number, then never calling it or they're calling it a thousand times and saying the wrong things, right. metaphorically speaking. And I'm just saying, get the phone number and call it at, in a few days and talk about the right things, <laughs> metaphorically speaking. And when you do that, if you're a local brick and mortar, you're going to get their attention in a non-salesy, spammy, non-spammy way. And then you're going to be able to like interact with them and they're going to start to know who you are and hopefully like you and trust you. And then that's going to make it easy to get their business, whether it's in one day or three days or 33 days. Nice. So let's, let's do a bit of a pivot here. Let's, let's kind of shift over to this e-commerce side. I'm actually kind of interested. I don't spend a ton of space there. Um, We've got uh, one big client that we work with and, and that goes really well. Uh, So, you know, we've got some experience there, but I think you have a lot there. I, I think one of the really interesting things to me when I think of, like the tactical side of going big, like going into the e-commerce side mm-hmm. is one is like your audiences and targeting, right? Yeah. Like for me on, on the local level, depending on the size of the market, a lot of times you're, you're, you're simplifying that pretty much like, like on the top of the funnel, it's pretty wide open. Like you're not really filtering a lot because at the end of the day, Facebook needs data. So meaning it needs people for it to work. Yeah. Right. And so if you're restricted by population, by geographical, geographic location, then your audiences, your targeting is going to be a little bit, you know, um, restricted as well, which then also kind of starts restricting the objectives you can choose. Right. Yep. But on the e-commerce side, this is the side that can really get, um, you can keep it simple, but you can also get pretty dynamic. On the e-commerce side, we're looking through huge swaths of people into the hundreds of millions of people across not only just the country, North America, right, um, but the world. So yeah. I think that's one of the big contrasts. But maybe what what's some of the big things that you see as a guy that does this a lot? Like you're like, wh- where do people start? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I've consulted on some e-commerce ones where it's, you know, well into the to the millions of sales, which is nice, and, and non-e-commerce as well. But um, there's some things that you can do in e-commerce that are a lot more difficult to do in brick and mortar. So, for example, in brick and mortar, I specific, specifically remember uh, a mortgage client, and we, we just blanketed his area on a consistent basis with great value that he started becoming well known in his community. People would literally stop him on the street because he was becoming well known. Yeah. That was huge. You know, and it was relatively somewhat easy to do because it wasn't, we weren't trying to reach 10 million people or, or some huge amount. And so that's, that's one of the nice things about brick and mortar is you can segment your, you know, like you can segment your audiences and you can, 
um, really blanket an area. And if, if you're doing smart ads where you're not just hammering people with sales messages, it's going to work well. So for e-commerce, a lot of that is a different game. It's going to depend on price point and stuff. But if you're selling something, you know, 30 bucks, 25 bucks, even 50, something with a price point that's not that big of a price point, it's more of a, you know, a one-time sale, then you can do a lot more where you're, where you're doing ads where you are going straight for a sale. Um, at that kind of dollar level. It doesn't mean that we don't do top of the funnel and some branding stuff. We do some of that stuff also, but you can absolutely get away with going straight for the sale in those situations. So we focus on things like um, what works really well in e-commerce are things like lookalike audiences and getting to sure. how fast can you get to a good lookalike audience. So yeah. You know, when you're first starting e-commerce, what's the first step? The first step might be building a lookalike off of page views, and then you build a lookalike off of opt-ins, and then you build a lookalike off of right. add to carts, somebody who adds to cart. And then when you get enough purchases, you build a lookalike audience off of purchases. And usually right. that's going to be your best, but not always, you know, it, it does vary, but like the quality of your lookalike can make a big difference. So um, look like audiences are huge dynamic product ads hitting people with just different creatives on a regular basis, yeah. abandoned cart marketing. That's probably a really big one because, that is. you know, in fact, I was just looking at the e-commerce, uh, campaign that we've got and man, that abandoned cart, uh, number is just such a, a golden opportunity, but a lot of times just lost you know people just don't take the time yeah or you know they just don't put the, the emphasis that's that's your easy money right there that's low-hanging fruit absolutely and um like one of the things we focus on is conversion rate as well so let's say you had a hundred thousand visitors and your conversion rate was 3.5 percent uh, i'm just going to throw numbers out 3.5 percent right if you increase that just 0.5 percent and it goes from 3.5 to four then that gives you an extra extra 500 orders. And all you did was increase the conversion rate 0.5, not right. even 1%. So, because um, a lot of times in e-commerce, you're, you're going after big audiences, large audiences, there's large numbers and stuff like that. And so you focus on, you know, how can I bump my conversion 0.3 or 0.5 or 0.7%, which is actually relatively easy to do if you're, it's not that, far you have to move it. But if you just if you make some tweaks on a page and you do bump it 0.5%, you get 500 more orders, not dollars, 500 more sales right. for that, you know, times whatever amount you're making per sale. And that's if it's like from 3.5 to 4. What if it goes from 3.5 to 4.2, you know, so we focus a lot on that. You can do more of a, you know, discount code marketing and flash sale type things. And um, there's retargeting, like, so it's it's things that brick and mortar can still do some of this stuff, but typically the audiences are not that large. And when a brick and mortar might do this, it might be way later on in the funnel. Right. You know, like one, like a big mistake, I work also with a lot of coaches and consultants and agencies, but like, let's say coaches and consult consultants, they try and do this stuff and they're selling like $2,000 either courses or coaching programs. And I'm like, you're crazy. 
You right. know, you can't be running it like you're selling a $30 e-commerce item. Like people, it's a whole different ball game. People have to, you have to establish credibility. People have to know who you are. They have to trust you first. Just like we were talking about in the brick and mortar. There are ways that you can advertise so that they don't know who, who you are. And very quickly you establish that no like and trust factor. Right. You can right. do that, but you have to do the right things. Most people are not doing it. So E-commerce versus brick and mortar is vastly different. I think, you know, if you guys take one thing from this podcast, it's just figuring out, you know, which mode you're in right. and making sure you're calling the right plays for the right situation. If you're in brick and mortar and you're advertising kind of like e-commerce, you need to look at that and make some changes and vice versa. Yeah. Just put eyeballs. Yeah, on that's exactly right. I think you did a really good outline of that. I mean, I, I don't have a ton to add to that just because at the end of the day, it's really situationally dependent. And again, it seems like everybody talks about when they talk about ads, even tactically, they're a lot of times they're referring to this e-commerce side, right? How to scale yeah. or how, how to scale your ads and, you know, spend thousands of dollars per ad set, whatever it is. Right. And there's this big chunk of people out there that are applying those same tactics to a local level. And that is a good way to like blow a lot of money and not, and blow your market too. So well, um, yeah, I've, I've got like, I've worked with an e-commerce client who consistently spends between 30 and 40 grand a month on ads. Yeah. But there's plenty of local businesses that are like wanting to spend a thousand bucks on ads a month or 1500, you know, I mean, that's reality for some local businesses. And you can't really spend 1500 the same way you would spend 30,000. Right. Right. And so you like, that's another thing you have to figure out, you know, what your budget is and then how can you maximize this? It's an, it's another problem. People will copy other people. We talk about this all the time. Go ahead and go do what Tony Robbins does or what Jay Z does or insert any name here. Who's famous right. or really well known. Right. Go ahead and do whatever they do. You're not going to get the same result because you're not their brand. Exactly. And you're not spending their money, you know, their, their kind of money. So you want to figure out what is optimized for you, for your brand, for your business, for your exact situation, and then work that and don't look at what everybody else is doing. Focus on your stuff and be you. And that's like a recipe for success for you guys. Couldn't have said it better myself, my friend. Very nice, you guys. Uh, hopefully, this has been helpful. Um, again, we try and just bring transparent value because we're in this thing day to day, sharing the stuff that we're seeing, and you know, just really trying to bring um, answers to a lot of potentially confused minds. So, if this has been helpful, you guys go ahead, rate and subscribe, and all that kind of stuff. We would love to hear from you. Love to hear your feedback, review the podcast. Um, we would love that. And uh, don't forget, if you would like to learn more about Facebook ads and get a deeper understanding and do it in a really cool and, and visual way, check out EliteMarketer.org. Um, and episode number 106 is in the books. You guys, thank you so much for being here. We will be back next week with another great episode. Have a great week. EliteMarketer.org. Check it out and we'll see you next time. Peace out, everybody. 
Thanks for listening to the Next Level Facebook Ads Podcast. Please remember to subscribe and share this with all your friends. For show notes, more tips, and to learn more about us, please visit fbadspodcast.com.